It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only, and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up, but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. The Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at heathersfreeaudiobook.com and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the Keys to Riches Financial Philosophy. So, Miguel. Yes. Capasso. Yes, H.W. What is uh, this week's key? Uh, Dreams with deadlines. That it is. So here's where we are going to make our goals into something achievable. Yeah, that's really important. Yes, with our goal achievement strategy from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation, because so many people... um, have dreams, they say they want things, they call them goals, or they even set goals, but then they never achieve them. Mm-hmm. And so the grander scheme of the keys to riches, in addition to it being a financial philosophy, it is also the most amazing goal achievement tool there is, I think. Mm-hmm. Because until I got all of these things assembled in the fashion that I have, based on our biology, because this is biology-based money management, that I was still having trouble setting and achieving goals. And this system- You, H-Dub. I know. Well, you know, I I could give you an example from this past weekend um, where, you know, I was was mentioning to somebody that I wanted to, um, that I would- continue to participate, but I needed some space to accomplish my stuff. And people are like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yes, I do. I'm trying to be more effective with my time. And they're like, oh, you always get things done. And I'm like, well, yes, I do always get things done. But, you know, the level of stress that it takes to get it done, sometimes it's just, you know, like, I just, I don't want to be there anymore, yeah, yeah. you know? And so it's, uh, and, and, I've, and I let myself slide. And why is that? Because I got away from my goal achievement strategy. You know, I can always find out when I goof up, it's when I stop using the tool. Yeah. When it becomes superfluous and 
And that's what's happened over the last, you know, three weeks that all of a sudden I stopped using the tool thinking that I was on track because of the tool. The tool kind of gave me this false sense of security. And and then I deviated from looking at it every day and and working on all of the different things. And then before I knew it, I was like, crap, you know, too many irons in the fire. Not too many irons in the fire, not using the management tools in place to effectively manage all the irons. Yeah. It's not too many. It's just, you know, it's not too many irons. It's too little management. You know, Peter Drucker said, what gets measured gets managed. Right. And Mm -hmm. what do we say? What gets managed gets mastered. Yeah. And I wasn't managing. Mm -hmm. I was just reacting. I got out of responding and into reacting. And so that was my biggest challenge. So we'll talk about that today on today's show. Our moolah word of the day is going to be about a cost. And it really plays in well, if you think about it, with uh, this week's key, uh, with dreams with deadlines. Um, So you're going to really enjoy this week's moolah word of the day. I couldn't have... Couldn't have picked it better had it not shown up automatically on InvestorWords.com, <laughs> uh, where I like to find most of our investment words. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that's really appropriate for today. What's he doing? He's, he's sniffing around in the electronic area here. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need is static cling yeah. shorten us out. We don't... We don't. We don't want you lying dead on the floor. It'll redefine hot dog. That's for sure. (laughs) Good. That's that's a 10-pointer right there. Is it? Oh, that was great. Yucks. I think I ate too many of them over the weekend. That's why they're on my mind. (laughs) It is my favorite food. Where did you you get them? Um, At the fight, of course. So, uh, yeah. And they were good, too. Big quarter-pound dogs. Yum! Good, Good hot dog, boy. I know. It's my middle name, you know, Heather the Hot Dog. That's what they used to call me. Uh, So money drama has to do, and I'm so proud, by the way, I just want to give a pat on the back. Uh, publicly acknowledging the fact that our maestro of moolah came up with today's money drama. Mm. So high five, kudos yeah. to you. Um, and it's uh, it has to do with uh, self-sabotage. And it's one thing that we don't realize can actually be sabotage. And that's what I liked so much about it. Um, and that's unrealistic goal setting. And he has a great example for us that we will, we'll talk about when we get to that section. So that's our show for today. I am super excited uh, to get started. So let's talk uh, vocabulary, shall we? Let's expand our economic knowledge base. Moolah word. Moolah word of the day. That's us. Opportunity cost is our moolah word of the day. So let's define it and then chit chat about it because I think it has more than just its definition as a point of today's show. So the definition of opportunity cost is the cost of passing up the next best choice when making a decision. For example, if an asset such as capital, which is dollars, is used for one purpose, the opportunity cost is the value of the next best purpose the asset could have been used for. Opportunity cost analysis is an important part of a company's decision-making process, but is not treated as an actual cost in any financial statement. So to make that relevant to us in our lives and our personal economies, what opportunity cost is when you are presented with a choice of things to do, 
Okay. It's not about the dollar that you invest. I mean, we track it as the dollar we invest in said item. So let's say you want a pair of shoes, for example. Okay. And you're looking and you can only afford one pair of shoes and you have to decide between these two pairs of shoes. They may have differing prices. Okay. When we invest that money in one pair of shoes, the cost isn't the dollars we spent. The cost is that item we forsook for the item we bought. Okay? So let's say you have, you're buying shoes and there's a pair of red shoes. Maybe say those red <clears throat> shoes are more like business appropriate. They're, and I'll speak in chick terms because. We have a more of a variety of shoes. So like, let's say that they're more appropriate. They're closed-toed shoes, um, so you can wear them at the office, but they got a heel, so you can wear them out too. And then you have these other strappy high heels that are definitely not for the office. And they're definitely for going out and for having fun or non-office things. So you're like, okay, so, and even if the price is equivalent, okay, let's say the price is the same. So it's say it's like a hundred bucks for either pair of shoes because they're like a designer pair, okay, for the sake of this argument. So we're going to invest a hundred. We have a hundred dollars. We don't have $200 because we like both pairs of shoes, okay? So we like both pairs of shoes, but we can't afford both pairs of shoes because we only have a hundred dollars to spend. So we pick one pair of shoes. So which pair are you going to pick? Are you going to pick the strappy fun shoes or the more business-like, but could be fun shoes? Oh, the, the, the latter. The latter. So the, the, the business. They could, they could be both. Right. Okay. So now by making that choice and spending your hundred dollars there, you didn't invest a hundred dollars in those shoes. All right. So the theory of of opportunity cost isn't that you invested $100 into this. It's that you gave up the strappy, sexy sandal, high heel, Mm -hmm. for the more business-like. Yes, it's both, but it has a completely different look and feel than the strappy ones. Mm -hmm. It sends a completely different message to members of the opposite sex. (laughs) So that's how we have to think in terms of, uh, of opportunity cost. And when it comes to making choices, this is actually what empowers us because it's not, and this is where, you know, our biology can kind of get in the way because our rushes, because we want to look hot and sexy. We don't want to think about business because business is like work and work is boring to some people and work is tedious or monotonous or, you know, excruciatingly painful. And so naturally those strappy, high-heeled, sexy shoes represent fun and and it's our biological drive to go to those shoes right anyway so so you know and now you know we could be suffering you know just buyer's remorse you know what i mean like um but but the but this is a type of buyer's remorse that mentally isn't about making spending the hundred dollars it's about the item that we gave up the Mm -hmm. other one that we could have had but didn't but chose not to. And this is where we have to play tricks on our brain and really use this tool as an opportunity to empower us and and say, you know, yes, I forgave the sexy 
uh, 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 for went the sexy shoe purchase for the more practical purpose, but they serve two purposes. I can wear them exactly at right. the office and I can wear them out because they're high enough. And so I'll feel right. like, you know, I'll still feel feminine and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. So guys are like, oh my God, I need a better example. Maybe we should do golf clubs or something for guys. But <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Yes. I, I, for the first time in my life, I saw a Ferragamo store in in Capri. Did you? Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got such a kick out of it. It's Ferragamos. Yeah, that's what Heather always talks about, <laughs> financing the Ferragamos. <laughs> Yay. You know, and it's, so, and it's, you know, and it's so funny because my husband's in love with Claudia Schiffer and she, I, I don't know if she still is, but for a long time, she was their model for yeah. Ferragamo. Yeah. You know, so it was easy to convince him to get me Ferragamo because, yeah. because he, he was thinking Claudia Schiffer and I'm like, I don't care what he's thinking. Just get me the shoes. I've never seen a store in the States, but... but. <laughs> There's one at Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall. Is you probably really? just don't walk that far down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's over by Bulgari and Neiman, okay. or Needless Markup. Okay. Neiman Marcus. Needless Markup. That's what everybody calls it, Needless uh, Markup, Neiman it. Marcus. So, uh, yeah, so it's over toward that end. So you're probably like, you know what, I, I'll get hives and break yeah, yeah, out yeah, in yeah. a cold sweat if I go near there, and I certainly don't want Jennifer going down there either. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh Yeah. So that's opportunity cost in a nutshell. And it, and it can actually, because, you know, because we have these biases, you know what I mean? And, and just the, the mere fact of choosing and having to give up the other one can create a negative um, uh, emotion for us. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is fake ourselves out and, and really play up the benefits of, of the choice that we did make. Because ideally we have to have shoes on our feet. Right. You know, right. and, you know, clearly the more practical business shoe can be considered a necessity versus the strappy high heel sexy sandal as a want or a luxury, yeah, a luxury. or an unnecessary yeah. item. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, an extravagant. So just the, the you know it's it's part of and what a great book the paradox of choice. So it's part of, you know choosing means you have to lose at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's why so many of us stay in denial because the choice kills us because biologically we can't make effective. We know what we should do yeah. and we know what we want to do. And that's always the struggle because that's the biology at work. Wanting to do the fun, wanting to avoid the pain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where the paradox of choosing becomes an issue for us. And, and we have to just use that as an opportunity and, we have great tools uh, at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation to help us make those decisions with some of our different workshops and everything. And we talk about choice as an empowering tool mm-hmm. um, as opposed to something that's real defeatist in our mentality. Uh, so that's our that's our moolah word of the day. So let's start talking about this week's key because it's kind of a big key and we got to, you know, really hustle to get our way through it if we want to get to our killer money drama. I think. So dreams with deadlines is I chose this because I remember when I was in my early 20s and I was um, a, well, I'm a perpetual student anyway, but I was so hungry to learn because I, I was so wet behind the ears that, I, you know, when it came to selling and business and stuff like that. One of the greatest, you know, influencers early on in my sales career was Tom Hopkins, the sales trainer. And, you know, uh, one of my, I wound up becoming best friends 
to this day, you know, I still have um, my friend Marty that I met when he used to work for Tom Hopkins promoting him. And that, that was probably the most influential workshop that I ever did. And one of the things that he talked about when we, we were talking about uh, selling and, and how to create stability and income and all of that stuff, one of the things that he mentioned about being a top sales performer is that unless a goal is written, it's just a dream. And so the only way to make a goal achievable is to set a deadline. So that's where I came up with the term for this week's key, dreams with deadlines. Because everything ideally is achievable. And ideally, you know, we, and a presupposition that I live by is we have all the resources necessary to accomplish anything we desire in this lifetime. If we are not accomplishing what we say we want, then it's just our resources aren't organized in a fashion that it's benefiting us. We're still getting results and technically we're still successful. But if it's not, if we're not getting the outcomes that we were seeking, then we have to identify where the flaw in the system is. And many times that flaw in the system is our strategy for goal achievement. And as you brought up before we got started, when we we're talking about what's our money drama is, is that, um, uh, you, um, Self-sabotage. Yeah. Um, and by not having an effective strategy in a place and a checks and balances system to do that, you're not going to be able to achieve what you don't hold yourself accountable to. So vagueness in goals also has something that has to do with it. So this goal achievement strategy helps us address our three questions and five areas of concern that we talk about that's kind of the three-five part of our financial planning. There's three questions we ask ourselves, and there's five areas of concern. And then everything else is just about um, uh, measuring, okay? And so if we take all of the emotion out, which is one of our keys, if we take all of the emotion out of, our, uh, out of the picture when it comes to being involved in our goal achievement, then it's just about measurement, and what did we accomplish? And, you know, we get the biology that makes us whiny and keeps us from getting there. But if we can, you know, divest ourselves of all of that and just focus on what it is that we truly desire, we can achieve that. Um, when I think about the sabotage that gets involved in uh, poor goal setting and goal achievement is um, something that, um, and it also plays into this week's money drama, is about I can have it all. And... That is a yes answer. Yes, you can have it all. Whether it's all at one time is debatable. Yeah. And I remember I used to be involved in this women's group, and that was one of the things that they said that there was kind of something that hindered the feminine movement. And that was about having it all, having kids, having a job, yeah. being independent, that whole thing. Yeah. And I watched this woman speak and she was so eloquent. And she said, you know, they told me I could have it all. What I learned is not at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and so you can't stay home and raise your kids and be productive in the workforce and, and have a full-time job outside of the home. Right. So it forces us to become more creative in how we do this. So th that's what we need to focus on when we talk about the goal achievement strategy. You 
are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment of today's show is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners and Keys to Riches Radio listeners. Visit KeysToRiches.com forward slash KeepMyID to enroll and protect your financial future right now. So essentially, the goal achievement strategy employs a few techniques. So first, we have to use smart goal achievement techniques. Then we have to use one of my favorite selling tools, um, which is called reduce it to the ridiculous. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we have to have a strategy for accountability put in place. And that we will get to in a future key called practicing the three R's review, revise, and recommit. Mm -hmm. So there's several pieces to the dreams with deadlines puzzle, but this is how we explain the strategy itself. So what we need to do first is decide what we want. Now, because of biology, it's difficult. Not impossible, but darn near, it's difficult for us to achieve long-term goals because biologically, we're set up to fail at that. Biologically, our drives need to be satisfied in this moment because as far as we're concerned, anytime around the corner, a saber-toothed tiger could maul us to death and we'll be a Scooby snack to somebody else. And so I don't care about the future. I only care about being happy right now, avoiding pain, eliciting pleasure in this moment. So we want to make sure when we do think about our long-term goals, especially if you're in your 20s, can you even imagine what your life is going to be like at 60? I mean, when you were 20, is this what you thought you'd be doing? No. See, exactly, case in point. So, uh, and and it's not that you're not happy with where you are, but you just can't forecast out that far. Yeah, you had had different expectations, and that's that's going to change on a daily basis a little bit. Well, exactly, because what we want in every moment is different from the last moment. Right. It could be the same, but then again, it's likely to be different also. So we want to keep our long-term goals in sight. So I would say no more than 10 years out. And then we want to, whatever whatever it is that you want to do. So income goals are always good. Career goals are great as a self-starter, but likely you might achieve your income goals with a different job or a different career. So we can set them and work toward them, but that comes when we, what we learn in practicing the three R's. Maybe we revise how we get there, but we have to identify what it is that we want to achieve first. And so we figure that out. Where do we want to be in 10 years? And then uh, we apply the SMART system for uh, goal, goal strategy. And that is, it has to, when we do our second part of the plan, which is plan backwards. So we, we go to the outcome first that we want to generate. We see it, we feel it, we touch it, we hear it. Then we've got to back it up. So, all right, so if at 10 years, and I'm just going to use... Easy math, so it doesn't hurt my brain to to do this on the fly as we're doing the show. If if I want a hundred dollars in ten years, like that's let's say that's a lot of money. Like so, let's imagine that a hundred dollars in ten years. So I have to apply my plan backwards. Is it realistic for me to achieve a hundred dollars in ten years? Well, absolutely, it is. All right. So how do I achieve that? And, and chip away at that goal every day. Well, that means that if I'm planning backwards, um, in five years. I'm going to be halfway there, right? Mm -hmm. Ideally. And we forget about the momentum that money has once we start investing. And and that's a discussion for a a later topic. But so this is how we start planning backwards. So if we know where we need to end up, we know the steps 
as we back them up. So we have to first be specific. That's our S in smart. So we have to be specific. So I want $100. So I know that it's not 99 and it's not 101. If I have, if I plan for $100, I know what I'm shooting for. Of course, I want more. So when, when I make my goal, I say I want $100 or more in 10 years. Right. Okay. So we always want to attach or more because we don't want to limit our abundance. And so now that I've made it specific, I'm able to do that instead of I just want to be rich because that's so subjective. We yeah. need concrete goals. We can't make it abstract because the brain can't embrace abstract concepts. So I want to have a white, you know, picket fence around my, you know, three bedroom, two bath house, two car garage, you know, 2.5 kids and a dog, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So we want to visualize what it is. And then we have to make sure that those things are quantifiable. You know, how do I know if I have two kids? Well, ideally, you know, if you have two kids, um, uh, it's measurable. Okay. Um, rich again, it's too vague. It's not measurable because what is rich? A dollar amount can tell you whether or not it's measurable. So instead of saying, I want to be rich, I want to have a hundred bucks. Now we've got the measurable. Right. Okay. The A in our smart system is achievable, meaning are we able to accomplish this by ourselves or by our own hand using resources. Uh, if I say that I want to win the lottery, playing is the first step, but I can't control that outcome. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's not really achievable by my own hand. Yeah. All right. So, um, so that's a big challenge for us. Um, so if I can work and generate money, I can achieve a goal. If I work and make a little bit of money, but not all the money, and then employ somebody else to help me make the money, I can, that's still achieving my goal. It's within my power to hire people to help me do what I want to do. But to completely leave it up to fate, like in the system with a lottery where it's luck, yeah. it's not going to happen. It, 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 you know, people that usually win the lottery aren't usually the ones that need to win it kind of thing. Cause they've right. already kind of, some of them have their act together. Um, some people it's pure luck, um, and they're not prepared for it. And then the money kind of goes out the window. The next is R and this kind of plays into our money drama. So we're going to talk about the R a little bit more today than we typically do. The R is realistic. So if I set my goal for $100 in 10 years, that's pretty realistic for me to achieve, okay? Because that gives me 3,650 days to yeah. save up yeah. 100 bucks. Yeah. All right, but if I said that, you know, um, I want to have 100 bucks in the next 10 minutes, <laughs> Likely, unless I physically assault you and remove your wallet <laughs> and pray that you have a hundred dollars in it, Correct. that uh, it's probably not likely that I'm going to have a hundred dollars in the next ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of illustrates how realistic our goals are, and in order for our goals to be achievable, they must be realistic. It's this whole have it all, not at the same time kind of thing, you know? Uh, so, and you've got a great example for today's money drama. So what we need to think about is that, are they realistic? All right. If given enough time, can I achieve this goal? And that's the beauty about the last part of our smart system is time. Okay. Time makes everything happen. So if it's not realistic, 
by the time you set, you can do one of two things. Change the goal, reduce the amount, or extend the time to achieve it. Keep the same goal. Just give yourself more time. This is a great part of the review, revise, and recommit in our practicing the three R's. Because let's say we have a catastrophic event beset us. And now... My goal isn't as realistic as it once was. Do I abandon the goal? No. If it's about my retirement and financial freedom, I can't abandon the goal. But I can change how I achieve that goal. I can extend my timelines out. I can do different things. I can add additional income streams part-time. I can do a variety of things by being flexible enough to still be able to achieve those goals. It's when we get too rigid Mm -hmm. with our, our goal setting that goal achievement is unlikely. That's the difference between goal setting and goal achievement is because goal achievement gives you the flexibility to get where you want to go. Remember, it's a journey, not a race. Mm -hmm. And we forget that, you know, because of our biology and, and, you know, it plays into us forgetting that. So tell, tell us your example. Well, I mean, every, every year around the same time and musicians generally are very, you know, knee jerk reaction kind of people. And they, you know, they want it now and they, uh, yada yada yada. So every year around, you know, Christmas time, every musician or singer songwriter wants to have some kind of a Christmas production done, whether it's three songs, a full CD, and uh, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And they always they always contact me, you know, in the in October or late September, and you know, can can I I need to have this done, you know? And of course, it has to be done by Thanksgiving, so that. You can get to the presses and they right. can make the CDs and all the print work and all that stuff. So that's the that's sort of the typical flaw of the musician. Uh, you know, wanting wanting you know it's an unrealistic goal. They need to contact me in June mm-hmm. or, or or so. April. If I call you a week before Thanksgiving and say I need a CD by Thanksgiving by Black Friday, it's probably not going to happen. No, Is that what you're saying? Not, no. Okay. <clears throat> but that's a great self-sabotage tool. Yeah, I would have had a great CD for Christmas, but yeah. my producer couldn't get his act together. Exactly. And it wasn't him yeah. and the act that was the problem. It was you. And that's self-sabotage. That's one of the things that we do to keep us from achieving our goals. Yeah. And that's where accountability plays in. If we were realistic, if we applied the SMART system to our goal setting and uh, in our goal achievement process, we would have gotten there. Yeah. So that's a great um, money drama for this week. That's it for this week's uh, show. Uh, for our key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit keystoriches.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For the keys to riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of Mula Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Lucky 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.